Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hello and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today with me I have Dr. Jennifer Owens. So Dr. Jennifer owns the Glow Clinic in Dublin and is now also opening a new clinic in Cork. So welcome Jennifer. Thank you. <laughs> it is so nice to be here. Yeah, it's so nice to have you on. So basically we know each other a few years now because yeah. obviously we both have Get Harley and, um, you know, from being in the same circles, being at the expos, obviously being Irish in England. Yeah. All that. <laughs> um, but you've been really successful. Like I hear it so, from so many people, you know, Get Harley, but Profilo, you're training with Cos- you're a trainer for Cosmetic Academy. Yeah. You're doing so well. It's really amazing. Thank you. It, well, it's, uh, you know, it's to be honest it's a dream come true I mean I years mm. ago I looked at at kind of opening my own clinic and all, all of these different things all yeah. these things that I wanted and most of the time I can't believe that I get to get up every morning and do do Which what I not. do you know you yeah. have to pinch yourself but it's yeah I sometimes yeah. I forget so it's always good to to chat to someone where they're like look at this because yeah. you know we all have our bad days as well <laughs> and I as Irish we're not very good as patting ourselves on the back no, and recognizing we're not very good at that we always feel a bit upper upper yeah own. exactly get down <laughs> off your pedestal <laughs> yeah, <there>. exactly. yeah. <laughs> um okay so let's start from the beginning uh what made you get into aesthetics you know you qualified and then so what made you go into this area so I qualified as a dentist back in 2011 um I worked in Australia for a couple of years in the outback really got a baptism of fire in dentistry <laughs> um, had to do everything out there and it was it was great training um but I I mean I loved that job and I loved that practice but when I came back to Ireland I I really didn't well I didn't mind dentistry everyone kind of goes you know you're looking at someone's mouth every day yeah. that's not that bad it's the fact that nobody wants to be there now I know that sounds really silly but I was never afraid of the dentist my aunt yeah. was my dentist I luckily never had any major issues or anything but it was like you know 15 20 people a day saying I don't want to be here how much is this going to cost is this going to hurt and you're kind of like well you broke your tooth if you don't want to be here please go away I don't want you here either yeah, talk about um, work satisfaction I, well, yeah, I don't want to come see you, know, you. And, and loads of people are lovely but it's it's the two or three or four people that really don't want to be there and they can be you're seeing people at their worst like they might they might have a toothache they're yeah. worried about the finances of it they're rude yeah. they don't want to be there so I started just throwing paint at the wall to see what stuck to figure out what else I could do because I knew I couldn't do that for the next 40 mm. years yeah. so I trained to become a yoga teacher I oh. did a diploma in, in hair and makeup and I had previously worked for Lancome um, oh, before cool. as, as a makeup artist and I did a, a Botox and fillers course yeah. now this was like years ago so it was one day in the morning you do your theory in the afternoon you share a lip with someone else you do an eyebrow and like maybe a bit of the forehead and at the end of the day they hand you your certificate and go here off you go get insurance and you can go and do it and I thought oh my god I cannot do this I don't know what I'm doing but I I think I could do this yeah and, and I found it really interesting so I spent a lot of time doing I did oh I don't know how many certificates diplomas I ended up doing a master's in aesthetic medicine but it was really that I 
I just found something that instinctively made sense to me. Yeah. Which dentistry never had. I'd had to work quite hard to understand everything and, and to be able to implement it. Whereas this was just like breathing. It was like, I just wanted more training. I wanted, who else could I learn from? Who else could I shadow? What what other course could I do? Yeah. Because I just wanted more and more information. So I found what I what I loved really. Yeah, I got really passion. lucky. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was speaking to someone about this the other day. It's really... People don't really realise when you do something you love, it's just never work. It's just you get up and do it. It's it, not like I have it. to wake up. I mean, you know, do I love doing my accounts and all of that? No, but like I love my job. I mean, if I come home from a day where I have a whole load of filler, like I am buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, and at the moment, even with, with all the stuff that's going on, like I keep waking up at like half four or five o'clock in the morning because... I'm just excited. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have, like, if that was dentistry, I would be crying into my <laughs> coffee, my seventh coffee to, to get through the day. Yeah. So, yeah, it it, it do, it's completely different. And, yeah. And I, I do think that's something with aesthetics that, you know, it's all the rage at yeah. the moment. And it's also as well. People so, see it as glam. They do. But like you it's very cool. You, you'd want to love it. Because <laughs> you can have a bad day doing that. Yeah. Just like anything else. Yeah. But it, there is a certain, I think, satisfaction. So basically, um, I was speaking to someone else about this, about, you know, the whole aesthetic industry. And was it not a little bit materialistic and a little bit shallow? And I said to them, I was like, you know how you make people feel good. I said, there's mm-hmm. nothing better than a client coming in and they feel like tired and down and they feel like, you know, they're getting old or they're going through menopause or their husband's cheating or something 100%. like that. It, those are the stories that come out. Like I spend an awful lot of time yeah. on a consultation. Yeah. But the divorce, the miscarriage, like all of the things that they don't feel like them. And yeah. they also feel their outside reminds them of how of that hurt or tired tiredness or whatever other crap that you know goes on in life because you do see it in your face you well (laughs) frequently women particularly when you hit 35 plus yeah you you just see that and the world judges you on it whether whether we think that's good or ethical or whatever like it it's a kind of a matter of fact yeah it does happen yeah yeah 100 percent. because even yesterday getting the flight over you know getting up at four o'clock it hits my face mm-hmm. and you're suddenly like more tired looking and then more aged looking and then the lines have come out and you're like i've just aged 10 years in one day but yeah it is it is a great industry to be in and it, there is a lot of that bond that therapy bond where you're talking to the clients and they're letting out information that maybe they're not letting out as easily because mm-hmm. they feel they're getting judged by friends and family. So they come in, they get treatments done, they feel better. So there is a great side yeah, to it. And it's, yeah. it's a safe, non-judgmental space because yeah. if you're telling someone all the things you don't like about yourself, like that's that's it has to be yeah. a safe space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you so you opened the Glow Clinic. Yes. So how did you find the unit? You know, where where did you come up with the so, name? Yeah, so the name actually took ages because you're looking around going, God, I better not copy anybody else's. Um, yeah. I had a blog at the time called The Daily Glow. Yeah. Um. So and that kind of worked for me because it was it was all about, I suppose, that glow about like what makes somebody look glowing and happy. Yeah. And it's not just their highlighter or yeah. their skin treatment. <laughs> you know, are, it's that happy kind yeah. of glow from the inside. So that I eventually then just was like, okay, I'm just going to call it that because I can't, I can't actually come up with with anything else. Um, but I was, I was working across three, if not four, three clinics, I think at the time. Um, I was doing my masters, and 
I, I was still doing a small bit of dentistry, but I was trying to not do that. And I found that I was I was limited in what I could offer and the kind of the customized tailored treatments I could offer because I was working in other people's places. You know, yeah. it's, it's like cooking in someone else's kitchen. You can yeah. still do a good job. Yeah. But I really felt that I needed to create my own space yeah. to be able to really do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, you know, I had I had different patients, you know, I had a patient base across different places, but they were not city centre, which is where I opened. So yeah. it was quite a big, a big risk for me. So I looked at renting a space by the day mm-hmm. um, and that then if I was to expand, was going to work out extortionately expensive. Yeah. So I found a space that was just just outside what my budget really was, because <laughs> always the shoes, the, the, the whatever, <laughs> it's just outside the budget, isn't it? Um, and I remember looking at it and, you know, I'd never signed a lease. Yeah. Like even renting, it had yeah. been like house shares with friends and yeah. like you just moved into the room and you put you gave your deposit. So that was quite scary. But I remember just going, OK, like my my way of, of doing things, because I, I don't think I'm a I think I'm quite risk averse. Yeah. But it was like, OK, what happens if it all goes wrong? Yeah. And that, yeah. that's kind of even for treatments for patients. I'm like, OK, worst case scenario, can we deal with that? Yeah. And how do we deal with it? So I kind of did that and I was like, OK, well, I can just, you know, if if it all goes absolute belly up and it's mortifying because Ireland is a small place and yeah. everyone, you know, you're putting it out in social media, like you really have to swallow. You do a lot. Any bit of shame or pride. Because <laughs> you, you know people are going, this Egypt, she's, yeah, what's she going one? on what on Instagram? What she's doing? Um, and I said, you know what, I can move back to Australia and earn a very good living as a dentist. I can there. just disappear. Um, and I didn't really want to do that, yeah. but I was like, I can do that and I know I can do that yeah. and I can have like, you know, a good quality of life. And I, I, like, There's a backup plan. There's there's a backup plan. Um, and I just went, okay, I'm all in. Yeah. Um, I just went for it and I, it, it was a case of like, I mean, I didn't, it sounds awful, but I didn't have a business plan. Yeah. Like, was there enough money in my account to order more Botox next week? Yeah. If there was, then yes, I was yeah. still going to be working next week. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, that's I definitely think that's uh, that's a thing that we do is that we just kind of go dive in. And I actually think it's a good way to be because I did the same when I was setting up the training. It was I was leaving a job. I was had a secure income. I could have went and got my mortgage and everything like that sorted. And I was like, what's the worst that can happen? What could really go wrong? And I was like, I just get in a job again. You know, mm-hmm. just start again. And yeah. that's it. It's it's such a scary thing, but it really isn't. It, it's not that scary. I think actually the scariest bit is your ego. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like, can I suck this up and do it? And I was yeah. Like, yeah, I can. Yeah. I know I can work hard. I know I can do this. Yeah. So if it sets me back a couple of years in, in you know, the plan you think you're... <laughs> I thought 20, 28 was old at that stage. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> Wait until we're 48. It'll be yeah. like, yeah, we're just getting old now. <laughs> I know. I still haven't decided what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I thought, no, I can I can do this. Um, and yeah. I think that like I could I could do it. So it was like you just put your head down and you work and you make sure you yeah. have money coming in. Like yeah. that was 
kind of what you what you do. Yeah, and it's funny because you do do that. Like as in, you do make it work when you mm-hmm. know you have this amount of money. You just make it well, work. It's it's that that thing. I actually I love this saying. It's it's kind of nearly morbid, but it's like if you want to take the island, you've got to burn the boats. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to like not where I could be homeless on the streets if if it didn't work out. Yeah, like I'm I'm lucky I wasn't in that situation. Yeah, but like you've got to cut your ties and just do it. Go. Yeah, exactly. And that is it is that kind of step into the unknown. But until you do that, but there's I think there was at one stage where I hit like a bad patch, as in you know the the money wasn't the same. We were spending so much and blah blah blah. And it was quite actual and I, I, there was, you know, revenue, HMRC and all mm. that kind of stuff. And it was just like, right, I need to make this and that's it or else I'm under. Mm. And I just went and done it. And that would you, you just kind of have to. It's it's a great motivator. Yeah, I'm <laughs> be afraid of being bankrupt. It, 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 you know, your tax bill looming. You, yeah. you just you get up and you you do it. Yeah, <laughs> I know I hate HMRC. <laughs> Um, so you set up so how did you go about then marketing obviously because actually that was how I first found out about you was your Instagram the Daily Globe during mm-hmm. lockdown um, because I was it was really interesting and really liked it and I liked your opinions and that but how did you find getting the clients was it a lot from the Daily so Globe or? a lot of it particularly since lockdown yeah. because lockdown for once gave me the space to actually do that I mean yeah. you're, you're so caught up in the day to day of running a business um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of word of mouth. Yeah. It was, I, I did have people kind of, I suppose, as a dentist, from what my friends and colleagues would have told me, I had quite a reputation for being ethical and like, you know, good at my job. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, whatever, the, the top dentist in Dublin by a long stretch. But I was, I was fair. I would give my honest opinion. You yeah. Know, I, and and that stood to me. Yeah. Because if someone knew me as doing that in something else, yeah, they trusted me. Yeah. Kind of that that trust followed through. Yeah. Um, but it was slow growing. Yeah. Um, way more than you think it would way, be. Like I would say, it takes five years to yes. build a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 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 Uh, because I see uh, people always say. I even said. Um, I saw something on a different podcast and it was something like really to be properly established. You're talking 10 years mm-hmm. and that's what it took mm-hmm. for us to be like steady, established. People knew who we were. That was it. It was yeah. 10 years. It, it does. It takes that amount of time. Now, the, I think with social media, there yeah. there is the ability to bluff it. Yeah. yeah. That just doesn't sit well with no. me. No. <laughs> the Irish um, thing again. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> <Campbell>. I know. <laughs> Maybe like people in the UK kind of giving me advice. And I'm like, I absolutely can't do that. Yeah. That will not. Like, number one, I feel uncomfortable even thinking about it. But that's just not going to fly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, in Ireland, no. They'll be like, stop it. Go back in your box. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so it, it, it is hard at the start. And you did have a lot with the social media and that. Was there anything else you did that helped no, I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I spent a lot of money. I tried advertising. I yeah. tried none of that worked. No, to be honest. Also, I didn't know what I was at. Like, I knew, I knew what I was doing in my surgery, but like, I didn't know what I was trying to give people. Yeah. I didn't know who I was or Your what branding. the clinic was. I, because I think you have to learn. Yeah. Who, like, like we all have to learn who yeah. we are as people. You have to figure out what are you actually good at and what. What resonates with other people, and what what are your gifts, and what what's different about you? Yeah, and yeah. I I didn't know that. Yeah, 
spending things on like Google AdWords and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it may bring in people in into your door, but probably not the right people. Yeah, it's all about your message, because that was something I didn't realize when I had the clinic in Southwest London was it wasn't my brand. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the name was my brand mm. like and me, but the clinic being in that location like it was mm-hmm. it it wasn't the the way that people would click with me mm-hmm. you know they were coming in because we were excellent at treatments and stuff like that and we'd maintain them because of the membership but it wasn't it wasn't I I feel I was trying to fit into their brand you know yes rather than I was creating my own brand well, and attracting people my people like being a teenager yeah. you just copy everyone or you do what everyone yeah. is doing whereas yeah. then you kind of grow up and it takes longer than you think but you figure out who who you are and I, yeah. I think clinics or businesses yeah go through that as well where yeah. you kind of find your feet and you go no actually we do this really well yeah and these people love this yeah they're our our tribe or our people yeah and then when you're clear on that, yeah, it's much easier to kind of put the the flare up to let them find you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because even with the education, there's we have the students that come to us that are so, they love what we do when they're you know really hardworking, self motivating, mm-hmm. and want to do be really successful and be the best therapist. They yes. go really well. Yes. Whereas the people that want you know they they're probably better off in a year long school because they mm-hmm. want you know like just little bits and little bits and they don't suit. Kind of spoon so fed a little and which like there's no problem. No, I mean I was spoon fed things for sure. Yeah. During during my life, it's it's where you're at too. Yeah, exactly. And and how you want to learn and what you have else going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But again it's the same branding who you know this is who we are appealing yeah. to rather than to well, it's, it's about the fit and there yeah. are people who come to me and I'm not the best fit for them and they're not the best fit for me yeah so it's you're you're better off not having loads of people coming in and you're trying to filter yeah it's easier if it's just a stream of of mainly who, yeah who fits with you but it's difficult at the start though when you oh, have it's the so hard and, oh it's and, so hard and then when <laughs> clients don't come back or something like that you're just well, like you, d- <gasps> you don't know yeah. i mean especially with covid yeah i have people who would have come into the first clinic yeah and they had a couple of kids in the meantime and it was covid and yeah. i haven't seen them since and i'm like oh like you liked me like <laughs> you know <laughs> I thought you hated me. It's like I thought she didn't text me back. You know, like you liked me. Yeah. Like I, I didn't know that because everyone has things going on in their life. Yeah. But it is, and you don't, you don't have that confidence yeah. that you're good at what you do yeah. or that you know what you're doing. Yeah. At the start, um, and you don't even have that kind of insight that yeah, everyone's got their thing going on. Yes, you have a business and you've taken a big risk. Yeah. But like, it doesn't suit them on Thursday, yeah. so that just doesn't work. Yeah. So they just said no, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I know we take it so to heart and okay so what do you find then is the best treatments the most popular treatments at the moment what, what most are you popular looking? treatments well I think like toxin like Botox and yeah. Asla and everything will always be there uh, Profilo had a real surge yeah. I am finding that it's there's definitely a huge wave and it, I can see it it came kind of more from the industry and then gets pushed out towards towards patients and, and clients and things is stimulatory treatments. Yeah. So Sculptra is having a, a revival. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I Sculptra remember Sculptra is, from like 2009. Now, they've changed the things. It's more hyper diluted. So there's less 
complications yeah. and things like that and it's more for skin quality yeah but you're seeing it with the polynucleotide treatments okay. Okay. Um, even like skin pen microneedling has taken making a off. revival like it's, again it's it's really all about that stimulating yeah um, you know, rejuvenating the skin, yeah. not just like let's knock out all your muscles and freeze your face and yeah. plump you up. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's been over for a while. Yeah. But I think the maybe skin this this delayed pushback yeah. on that frozen, overfilled face is yeah. like, what else can we do? Yeah, exactly. That's not just like there's always going to be a place for Botox and fillers, like yeah. no question. But the like kind of PDRNs or the, the polynucleotides and, yeah. and the PRP combined yeah. with hyaluronic acid, yeah. all of those are really starting to, yeah. to push in. And then I would say in skincare, yeah. once again, it's it's like this lighter hand. Like yeah. I mean, I love Obagi. I've used it yeah. Yeah. for years. But the kind of hardcore, like old, I would call it kind of nearly old style yeah. products, once again, they always have a place, but there's this real interest and growth in prebiotic, yes. microbiome focus and yeah. not even microneedling. You're not needling as deep. Yeah. You're doing it more gently yeah. to work yeah. with our bodies instead of like, let's like take a hammer and wallop it and tell yeah. it what it's going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Torturing it. Mm. No, there is a, a definitely with the, I think it's that maintaining the skin it's like you can't just get rid of the symptoms like Botox mm-hmm. but you need to help support the skin from underneath yes. and if you're doing that then the likes of Botox and that will last it's, longer and it's super you get yeah. a way better yeah. Botox result yeah exactly um, no because I see that a lot with the microbiome I saw another supplement come out um, Grace Beverly oh I have heard of that I don't know much about it no I haven't tried it as well I know it's like it's our, it's our, it's our fun isn't it <laughs> yeah. like getting it's high on, this, yeah. on my own supply or just trying new things I'm like what else can I do to, yeah that, to, but I, I'm taking the kefir you know yes. I drink like mm-hmm. half a thing because I'm starting to get my rosacea is really starting to come mm. up I always like probiotics are one of my go-tos for my yeah. rosacea patients yeah and even people who've no gut symptoms yeah. frequently see this improvement and that to me that's what's fascinating and that's probably where I felt so limited in dentistry it was like yeah. no just the teeth yeah <laughs> it's like oh but you have ulcers and like you know how's your stomach doing and I'm like just the teeth like just is ulcers linked to the stomach well you know how's your gut health okay. have you got some reflux is that dissolving your the acid from oh, your stomach right. can be causing an issue with your teeth ulcers okay. you know if you're stressed you need your B vitamins and yeah like all of that you see it in their mouth like yeah, I mean, you really see, you see a lot in someone's mouth do you oh yeah I'm gonna keep my mouth closed <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now <laughs> um, so what do you feel the most overrated treatment is overrated treatment yeah. in my opinion and I might get a bit of hate for this is <laughs> tear trough filler really now I think tear trough filler is an excellent treatment. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I think it is overdone. Yeah. Like, as in too much volume. Yeah. Done on too many people that yeah. that don't need it. And I think it's over requested by patients. Yes. Because they just feel they have they, black well, eyes when they don't. Which, well, they kind of go, oh, look, my eye is the problem. Yeah. So it must be that I put the fix in where the eye is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not always the case. Yeah. And it, you know, we've skin quality. We've, we've lost the volume around the cheeks. But that is, I think, where the value of a consultation is so important. Yeah. There are, you know, there's, there's lots of places where you can book yourself in online. And if I was a 45-year-old non-injector with 
what I thought was big dark under eyes I'd be like cool I'll book in for the tear trough yeah. treatment this yeah. is going to make my eyes look better and you know on any website yeah. for, for a clinic or whatever I'd be like well this is a treatment that can help with this so it, it makes sense to, to whoever is booking themselves in like I'd like that I yeah. mean you may have a young or you know not that experience like you know a well trained yeah. injector who's like okay here's my day list today yeah. I have three tra- tear troughs and there's there's kind of been that missed thing of well, is this the appropriate treatment? Yeah. Or, you know, people, I mean, people email, they kind of go, I'd like three hours of Botox and blah, 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 blah. I've had it before, don't need a consultation. Yeah. And I'm like, no, can we take it back to what is your concern? Yes, exactly. And I think the reason I would say tear trough is the most overrated is yeah. I think it's just thrown as a band-aid on yeah. things that it's not the best fix for. Yeah, like some people with pigment that could just be li- my... Oh my gosh. Yeah, ju- yeah, putting a bit of little bit of retinol around mm-hmm. it actually instantly lightens it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is one, if anyone's going to book in for Botox and fillers or any injectables or any even, even skin treatments, mm-hmm. if you're not getting a consultation first, then you're not going to get properly treated because they're not looking at you going, what do you need? Well, a good friend of mine um, said before, she said... Um, 70% and I would argue nearly more yeah. 70% of your result is your diagnosis yeah. <laughs> yeah so if you haven't assessed and made a diagnosis yeah well how do you even know if you've had a tr- successful treatment outcome yeah <laughs> because you didn't decide like you, you did a tear trough yeah filler treatment yeah. like I mean yeah that's successful I mean the person doesn't look good but you you have placed it and there it, it's safe you know I had a friend who um, she wanted tear trough and we um, basically she went to a clinic in, in Chelsea, very, very well known. And she paid two and a half thousand pounds and came out with like tires tire, around. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because he, plastic surgeon injected mm-hmm. on top oh. to kind of open the eye. But like two, I was like, oh, oh, God. But that's the same thing. She hadn't been into clinic. She nope. hadn't done a consultation. I sat in the room with her while she had it done. Mm. And he said, what do you want? What you, do you want? Exactly. But, but I think we've, we've seen, you know, I mean, like I love Madonna, but like we've seen what happens <laughs> if a patient directs the treatment yeah. there's a reason we pay, spend a lot of money on diplomas and masters and and courses yeah it's not it's not what do you, it's i and that's where you need to i find you need to flip it and say well what do you want as your outcome yeah what do you, not what treatment yeah. do you want yeah yes you know we need to look at how much does it cost and and yeah. and, and, and is that in the patient's budget and like yeah. how are we going to stage this and downtime and everything but like if we look at end result yeah we work backwards from that yeah exactly and exactly that's the key really yeah. look still you know you're going to have things that don't work or things that go wrong or yeah it's the human body and we're all human yeah but your 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 margin of error <laughs> tends to come down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And um, so so yeah, with margin of error, regulation over here. Now I don't know what the story is over here as much. So here is a little tighter than the UK. Okay, because I know the UK know, is the wild west. Oh, UK is like, crazy. But yeah. I thought it was stricter. But then I see people are mm. doing it here. Mm-hmm. So it is. It is the um, HBRA are very clear that it's only doctors and dentists can yeah. inject toxin. Okay, which is a prescription medication. You know, yeah. botulinum toxin or Botox yeah. or whatever. Um, fillers, on the other hand, yeah. um, are a non-prescription item. Yeah. And it is not illegal for members of the public to inject other members of the public with that. Now, even with 
with prescription medications you know there's like if, if a mother has a child with diabetes they have yeah. to inject them with insulin like yeah. they, there are kind of grey grey areas yeah. but fillers is like a wide open yeah um, now you know getting supply is also a, a thing so our regulated pharmacies generally in Ireland I think are pretty well behaved yeah. they're not supplying people they should not be supplying but there's so many parallel imports and you know fillerworld.ie or whatever you want oh, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. to buy them off and even even actually the big ones I've like mm. heard from many years in supplying out so the thing is, is this is what like has come about lately is is the consumer really needs to look at who's injecting them exactly. and checking they're qualified. Because with fillers, I know like Sarah, who does my fillers, you know, she says sometimes she's doing it years and she'll say sometimes she'll lie awake asleep, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. you can really hit a vessel. Something can really you can, go wrong. You can like you're not God. Yeah. I have seen one of the most experienced plastic surgeons on the planet get a vascular occlusion yeah. in a lip in a front of a couple Jeez. hundred of us. I know, lousy, like, I mean, of all times to get it. We're all looking yeah. on. Yeah. You know, and kind of, it's a bruise. And we're all like, that it's, don't, that don't look like a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, there's something funny about it. It just does not look like a bruise to me. Oh, um, the poor devil. So, but after that, that, that for me was, was, like, I was so, I felt privileged to be there because yeah. that for me was like, okay, look at your technique. How can you make it safer? Yeah. Because if it can happen to him, it can sure as hell happen to me. Yeah, exactly. I, I would class it as a matter of time. Yeah. Because if you're doing this, like there's a risk. Yeah. It's small, but are you prepared for if it does occur? And yeah. I think that's that's the key. I also have become more, um, more conservative. The yeah. more I learn, the more conservative and the more cautious I become. Yeah. And that's that's I think a big part of the the, the kind of the Wild West element of yeah. this is a lot of people who I, I think should not be injecting yeah. don't actually understand the vast complications that can occur. Yeah. It's the, the, the Dunning Kruger effect for Exactly. You know, they yeah. they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So yeah. if they're brave they're stupidly brave, like yeah. you know, they, they're brave because they don't actually know what can what can happen. Yeah, exactly, and that's it's 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 kind of ra- ra- raising that awareness, but also as well, um, what Sarah said, which was a really good point. She said, but if something went wrong with like a client's face, mm-hmm. her as she could get struck off. Mm-hmm. Yes. But as the wild, wild west, the, the, nothing would happen to them. So nope. you're putting your face. Well, a, bi- a big a big part of that, too, um, because, you know, th- especially with this, this calls for regulation, but it seems to be just regulating the already regulated yeah. even further and giving us another tax or, or cost or yeah. charge or whatever to be on this register or, or whatever else. The issue, a, b- a big issue in this yeah. is, yes, you get struck off. You will certainly get sued. Yeah. Um, and your insurance will pay out, you know, yeah. if, if, if this was the kind of the case it was. Yeah. Um, the issue is that the insurance, the lawyers won't go after yeah. these people because their insurance most likely will not pay out because yeah. they're unlikely to be really properly insured. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then so who takes the case because mm. they're not going to get their fees paid. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I've said before is if insurance company doesn't ask to see your certificates, wait until you have a case because mm-hmm. then they'll be looking at the certificates mm-hmm. and they can easily turn around and go actually your, your insurance yeah, yeah that's not there and we can't cover it and like I've seen big insurance do that for like small cases for mm-hmm. stuff that's nothing to do with mm-hmm. injectables yep. like try and pull out and on it quite easily but it is I, I was at this parliament thing last week two weeks ago 
and um, Sir David, who runs JCCP, mm-hmm. he said the licensing has been approved by the government. So that's very interesting. Yeah. So it was only put out last week that they're the. They don't know how long this will take. Mm -hmm. It has to go to public inquiry, but there will be licensing for medical, non-medical aesthetics. So like Mm -hmm. if you're doing peels, Mm -hmm. you will have to be properly qualified. Yes. You know, insured and everything. If you're doing injectables, you will have to have Mm -hmm. your medical. And so they Mm -hmm. the government in the UK have approved of it. Approved it. That's 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 really promising. My yeah. my only concern is how enforceable and how like on a practical standpoint. Yeah, I'm it, interested to see how that plays out. I'd say what they'll do is the local council thing again, mm-hmm. okay. because it's like you said, another fee, another tax. This They're, is it. It's like okay, great. Now we have to do this for our premises, and we have to have a sink this many meters from here. And like you're one down the road, still doing filler for hundred <laughs> euro, and it's you know. Well, hopefully the license, it's more about the consumers that they'll look mm-hmm. to see well, if they're... I, I think that's the thing. I mean, not that I don't think any patient should ever be blamed. Yeah. Um, and there's a really interesting conference uh, next weekend. Um, Sophie Schotter is is running it. I'm speaking at it. It's to educate NHS nurses and doctors okay. on the things that are coming in to A&E. Yeah. So not that that is their job to yeah. clean this up. Yeah. But if you got an infection in your nail bed, getting your nails done, you went into A&E, they would give you some antibiotics or your GP or or whatever else. And these patients are are being sent away. Um, So it's not that the patient needs to be blamed, but like there is an onus on if you're buying your car that you get it from a not a dodgy dude down around the corner that maybe you get it from a garage or you get it checked out by your by your garage man or your your mechanic before you buy it. And I would say with this, like. If it sounds too good to be true, most likely it is. Yeah, you know, and yeah, that's, that exactly. goes with everything in, in life, really. Um, but that you know, you, it, it. I think it would be great to have a campaign to raise awareness that actually you need to be medically qualified. Yeah. To do these procedures yeah. safely. Yeah. Um, and that that should be something that's very visible. Yeah. You know, there should be a second name. Yeah. Not just a doctor, whoever. Yeah. Um, you should be able to get their their number like their GDC yeah. or uh, like Irish Medical Council number or yeah. Irish Dental Council number that there's an onus on you that like you know I mean if you got someone who didn't have their their I don't know their their registration as an electrician yeah to do your plugs and things blue yeah I mean most people go well yeah what were you at yeah yeah and when this is your face and they're doing and stuff this, on I, your face I know <laughs> oh god but there's there's that push isn't there I mean there's there's that thing of like well I just feel like crap and I don't have the money for it and yeah like and it's that is that, like I genuinely feel a lot of empathy yeah that is that is hard yeah yeah because it's not cheap for it's, proper Botox or fillers no. not to maintain it but Mm-mm. then it's like okay well you know it's either that you pay a little bit more and you have the safety of your face mm-hmm. or you well you it know. can cost an awful you know pay pay cheap pay twice or yeah, whatever exactly. it is yeah exactly so it, it, um, you can you can have long term complications from, yeah. from some of these things yeah and so bringing on to that yes what's the like the most struggle you've dealt with having the Biggest clinic struggle I think probably initially was just getting my head around having a business or, yeah. or whatever else. And in more recent years, I would say staffing. 
Yes. Now, I am blessed. All the girls in the clinic, I love you all. <laughs> She's not slagging you off no, yet. <laughs> no, I, no, I am so lucky. I really, really, yeah. I have been so lucky. I have the most amazing team. Yeah. But like anything, you've got to figure that out. So yeah. you, you don't get there on, usually it's not a hole in one. No, it's not even a hole in a hundred. <laughs> like. um, but that's, that's hard because, you know, my business is my baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very protective of it, but how you behave with your staff and how, how you're not like micromanaging, yeah. you're not dictating. Yeah. It, it, finding the right people. Like, yeah. it, there's there's a combination of things. It's not just like, oh, they were all the wrong people. Yeah. That's on them. Yeah. I was also inexperienced at managing staff. Yeah. And identifying the right staff and, and identifying maybe behaviours that I were good yeah. or not so good. I think boundaries as well. Boundaries you kind of hard. let stuff go because then you're like, I don't want to be the bad boss. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no, no, no. Like it's, 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 it's uh, particularly I would say as a female. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's in the literature that as a female, like you're seen as bitchy or like whatever whereas yeah. as a man you're seen as like assertive yeah it's like okay can I just not be the assertive one yeah. like do I have to wear a wig or something like how do, how do I get that one <laughs> um so that for me was probably the hardest thing in the last few years yeah. you know once you get over the hurdle of not being nauseous that your rent won't be paid and yeah all of all of those things and you kind of know what you're doing yeah and who you're doing it for then you need staff because yeah. you can't be doing everything. Yeah. And trying to find the people that you can safely and, and yeah. you know, happily. Yeah. Number one, train and teach them yeah. how you want it. Yeah. In exactly. a way that doesn't make you an asshole. Yeah. And also <laughs> that they listen. And that they listen, but that that you communicate it, that yeah. you communicate it clearly. Yeah. Um, and that they receive that message. Yeah. And that you're a team. And it, yeah. it is, you're right, because you don't want to be the big bad boss and give it out to everyone. Yeah. You want them to feel that they can come to you if they have a problem or, yeah. you know, if they're just tired and they need a day off and they're like, do you know what? I'm just done. Like, can I take tomorrow off? That you're like, yeah, that's great. You do that. Um, You know, they're not afraid of you. But equally, that you're not like, well, these are all my pals and I can't yeah. say anything yeah. not so nice to them. Yeah, you or you let stuff well, go. Well, you nearly want that relationship that you have with a really old friend. Yeah. Yes. You know the ones where it it's can like, be very look, open too much honest. information now, but, and you're like, well, it's not really. Between us, it's not too much information. But you can be you can be honest and they can be like, no, that is an awful dress. Take it off. Put on yeah. something else. Yeah. Um, or about your, you know, life decisions. Yeah. The people who actually will tell you, mm, no, not that guy. Or, yeah. yes, this was this was a great move for you. You nearly need to have that relationship with your staff where you can be honest, but you have respect. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you obviously can't create that relationship in in a month or two that you've spent years doing. So it is um, boundaries and and being learning how to be a boss or or that sounds so weird i didn't mean it you're just afraid of all of ireland's going to come back managing managing people yeah um because you're not taught that as a dental student yeah you're most certainly not taught it in private dental practice when you're working for someone else yeah you get to observe (laughs) and take note and definitely over the years i've had awful bosses and i've had fantastic bosses and yeah I would say my clinic now and and kind of the I suppose the the magic team that yeah. I'm lucky to have is definitely related to the first practice I ever worked in yeah in the middle of the outback in Australia 
Yeah. But the, the setup and how it was run and how people were treated. Yeah. That's why I loved that job because I didn't really love dentistry. Yeah. That has, that stuck with me and I knew yeah. I wanted to create, I knew I didn't want to buy a dental practice and do it. <laughs> but that for me, you know, you learn something from good and bad jobs. Yeah, exactly. And that for me was, was the biggest struggle, but I actually had already seen a model of how, how to do it. How to do it. Yeah, experience of working with other places definitely helps. Mm. But so how have you found opening the second one now and comparing? So the second one, do you know what? It's actually like, I mean, you know, right now there's builders, I've text from my electrician I need to get back to already <laughs> today. Um, but it's way more fun. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much more fun. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, you know, there's costs and there's there's all of that. But you get to be like, oh, do you know what? I'd like those floors. Yeah. And what will we do that's fun here? And yeah. I think it's also, it's like, we'll have a slightly different personality yeah. to that clinic. Because it's in a different, you know, it's in Cork. So it's different. And, you know, my Cork patients all know that I that I love them. Um, but it's a slightly different space. So yeah. it's, it's to identify that. And uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Just yeah. kind of going, okay, what can we do that's different, that's better, that yeah. works more here. That you've learned from, from the first that one. That you've learned. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually because it's the, you know, it's the first time I've done this a second time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so much fun. It's so much fun to be creative. Oh, it's so I much fun. I love it. The creative thing of like creating a brand, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, mm -hmm. it's not, it's the same brand, but it's like a different brand mm -hmm. down there. It's creating the brand, it's creating the layout, it's like yeah. coming up with these ideas. Yeah, I definitely think people in this industry are more creative and like Absolutely. building stuff. Absolutely. Um, it's, I, I would say, because I, I remember the, the first time I really knew I was, I was in the right place yeah. in aesthetics was my first trip to IMCAS. And you know yeah. IMCAS yeah, is like, yeah. I think there's, there's 15,000 people there this year. Like it's mad. Yeah. Um, and I remember I arrived and like I, you know, I was doing a bit of Botox and fillers, but this was way above my pay grade. Yeah. And I went in and I was like, Jesus, there are some odd looking faces here. There's people like wearing <laughs> labels, like dripping and <laughs> everything. I was like, these people are strange, but these are my people. Yeah. Like, this... I'm at home here. This this is my place. This yeah. is my tribe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the people it's that are the around you. People are just different. Yeah. And yeah. and it's, you know, I mean, there's, there's not nice people in every industry. Yeah, like, of course. In the world. And, and I feel in aesthetics, they can be quite upfront about it, actually, yeah. which is refreshing. Uh, not always nice, <laughs> but uh, refreshing. But there's so much creation. Yeah, And it creativity. Is. It's, it's fabulous. Um, and so the final thing that we're, because both myself and yourself have come out of serious relationships in yes. the last. So how did you find the balance with relationship and work and how are you finding it now? So it's always a struggle. Yeah. Um, particularly, I think, with somebody who's like, they're your partner. They're yeah. supposed to be your, your, your most important person and, and they are your most important person. But we all have to our, our, ourselves have to yeah. be the most important. Yeah. And then it's it's like you're being pulled between a child and a, yeah. you know, because because like your your my clinic for me is like that's like breathing. Like oh, if that's yeah. if I'm not okay, it's not okay. Yeah. And if it's not you okay, you say it's I'm like a baby. Okay. It's it, it is, is like it your is child. Part of you. Yeah. You know, you it's you think about it all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, it gives you so much joy. It gives you pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not easy. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a push pull. And I think um, I think with those things, it's about being with the right person at the right time. That yeah, they're also either they have their own things going on yeah. or, or what, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but it and, you know, not like not everyone is designed to have their own business or 
other people have things that are that are more important to them. Yeah. You know, some people want to live near their family. They want to have 10 have, children. Completely. Yeah. And yeah. some people knew that when they were yeah. younger. Yeah. And they married their boyfriend from school and they're delighted and they have yeah. a couple of kids and they're so happy. And part of me was always a little bit jealous of them. Yeah. Because they knew what they wanted. Also, they can be content with what they have. But it, we're it, always striving to be more. Well, it, it kind of... If you have figured out what you want, yeah. you've got it. Yeah, you've won. That's life. Yeah, <laughs> you've won. <laughs> um, for me, I knew I wanted to work for myself. Yeah. And kind of those kind of things, like they were there, but they weren't like my number one was like this. I want to have, I, I didn't even know that I wanted to have my own business, but yeah. I want to be independent. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a bit of a like push pull. Yeah. <laughs> having a relationship. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's about, I, I think a healthy relationship you are two and independent yeah. people yeah. and you both enrich each other's lives. Yeah. Um, now that's hard to do if you're giving like 90% of your life to your, to your business too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand that. I would say now it's, um, it's funny because what you find is, you know, if you're, if you're on paper, it's like, oh, wow, cool. She has her own business. She does this, that sometimes people are like, wow, that's yeah. amazing. And they're really interested. And that's, that's kind of what what you're looking for. Yeah. That they're yeah. like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Whereas otherwise they go two two ways. Oh yeah, on the and dating scene. Yeah. yeah. One is like like overly intimidated. Yeah. And they're just like, oh wow. Yeah. Like, oh God, you've, yeah. you've done that. Oh, like. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, they don't really, it's, it, I don't know. You, I feel like you don't get to meet the person no, themselves. Yeah. yeah. They, they're just kind of gone like, yeah. Oh shit! Like what? Yeah. What do I say now? <laughs> well, that 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 person um, that I was speaking to last week said to me, "Do you find that some men struggle with the fact that you're doing so well?" And I'm like, because years ago I would have said no because I'm not really doing that well mm. and it doesn't really. But then I'm like, no, I've seen people struggle. I've I've seen men struggle with the fact that I might earn more money than them or yeah. I have a love of something else other than being in a relationship mm-hmm. or um well yeah. I, th- I think anyway, there's a whole there's a whole conversation around masculinity yeah. and toxic masculinity. I think a healthy male yeah who's sure of himself yeah it isn't an issue. Yeah. Um but I mean how many of us are fully healthy and yeah, exactly. through all our traumas and our therapy no, no. and our everything so, else so <laughs> like we're all we're all we've all got baggage so my new prerequisite mm. is is they must go to therapy well, I, I saw one of those things oh my god what was it it was like I, it was a meme and it was it was talking about like I just, the dating apps and it's like yeah. your profile it's like don't show me your like your private jet yeah. trips show me, show your, me your receipts for therapy <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you know that's not a bad that's yeah. not a bad thing but yeah I think it goes if it goes bad it goes two ways yeah. where it's like they're intimidated and they don't really know what to say yeah. or they're trying to go okay how do I make this not that good yeah, exactly. so that I feel okay and like yeah. we, we all do that I mean girls tear each other down they're like look at your one look yeah. what she's wearing because yeah. you were co- yeah, you, you know, you've put on a few pounds and you're self-conscious about it. Yeah, like I, it's the same thing. Yeah. I don't think it's unique to men. No, um, no. But as a single female, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that's. I that's think you're just shocked to, by it to, at the start. It's just kind of like, uh, oh, okay. Well, right. also, you know, like I'm just busy getting on with my day to day. Like, I mean, I've got my head. I was talking to a friend of mine. He's he's his own business and. He's he, you know, I joke that he's a magpie. Yeah, he's put himself on a on an investing ban. Yeah, for six months because he's like, oh, something over there. <laughs> um, so he's got his head up looking. Yeah, all the time. Whereas I've got my head down. Yeah, like 
you know, nose or whatever it is to the grindstone. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of don't occasionally, like when I speak to you about yeah. this and you're like, oh, your clinic, you're teaching, you're doing yeah. this. And, um, but mostly I'm like, I'm in my scrubs, my yeah. hair is greasy, tied up in a ponytail. And you're just thinking of the next problem or the next I'm thing to overcome. This, you know, yeah. we're talking to the electrician or like we had a new bed arrived and it didn't work. So I had to rewire a plug the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the glam life really chose me. But it, um, that that's the kind of thing that I'm doing. So when you meet someone for a drink, like yeah. you're not like, well, look at me. I'm <laughs> so, I've been so glam all day. But if they're like, oh, cool. So like, how many staff do you have? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wow. Like, like you've actually, like you've a full business. Oh, then. so you, you it's don't just, just, it's not, not just, just you, you, is it? In a room and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, so you're trying to evaluate. Like I literally get, how much are your courses? How many students do you have? Everything. They're trying to evaluate your value. Mm. I like, know, like your daily rate. Yeah. And like, you know, if you're teaching, like yeah. how much you paid? And I'm like, I don't like. <laughs> Do you want to tell me I, your finances? Yeah. Let's like, open like, your like, books. Yeah, what are your benefits? Like, why? <laughs> what's your pension plan looking like? Like, what, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. But no, it's been so nice having you on. Thank you so much for coming in, Jennifer. It's great. Pleasure. Always, always good to see you. Yeah. We'll just have to do it again to catch up on more of this stuff. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks, Vivian. <laughs>